We are four ordinary Americans who happen to be atheists, talking about current topics and religious nonsense. Welcome to The Profane Argument. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what is the 28th episode of the Profane Argument podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. And as you probably just heard, we are live streaming on YouTube. If you'd like to check out the show mostly live, because there's about a 30-second delay or so, uh, you can go to YouTube and look for Profane Argument uh, and follow along, or you can follow us on Twitter at Profane Arg, and I have tweeted out the link to the uh, video on YouTube so you can follow along. And if you'd like to respond, you can tweet us at Profane Arg. Uh, we generally record around 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesdays, which it is right now. So there you go. What? I can't believe Good that job. lined up perfectly like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you planned it or something. 902, but still. Hey, it was, it was pretty close. <laughs> Considering the entire lack of planning, it was pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna start off with a series of questions that lead into our first news article. Uh, and the first question is, and this is a question that I've seen from a lot of believers: when you tell someone that they're an atheist, uh, that you're an atheist. <laughs> With the other way around, that's yeah. amazing. You're an atheist. Deal with it. Okay, I am. <laughs> and this is actually one of the, I guess, one of the famous people, one of uh, the people on TV who says this all the time. Yeah. Stupid Steve Harvey. <laughs> you know, it's, sorry, I, I hate I, that There guy. are certain things I love about Steve Harvey. It's just that one fucking part I can't stand about him. His mustache. No, I love his mustache. That mustache is fucking epic. His endless sexist, racist comments. Yeah, yeah. those things I can't stand. It's pretty bad. So he actually commented on, well, I don't even know why he was asked, and I don't really care. But his, his question is, if you don't believe in God, where does your morality come from? I think his what he actually said is, where's your moral compass? Hmm. You would like to think question. that because that's normal, but to funny it up? He asks you where your moral barometer is. <laughs> <laughs> That's Steve Harvey. Think, He's always I making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard both. Uh, but. Well, you know, he's got a he. Re That's not the first time I heard him talk about not liking atheists. I've seen him do it on numerous occasions where he just is like, "Oh, those people—they're not even people to me. They don't yeah. exist." He does not like atheists. How can you be that um, insecure in your beliefs that you can't allow somebody else to think differently, though? That's what baffles me about that. But that's not the question at hand. Well, it's our thought process that baffles him, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I wonder if part of it comes from the like the conversation, the argument that I get into with uh, one of our, our friends all the time, who says that being an atheist means you actively think there is no God, and you, you try and force it on other people. When you, you try and force that belief onto other people. But that's not what being an atheist is. No. Being an atheist is the lack of belief, the disbelief. Right. Yes. In deities. It requires I, very little effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't believe the alternative explanation that the Matrix is true. That's not something I believe, and therefore I'm an atheist. I just don't believe in God or gods. That's so the question is, since you don't believe in God... 
where does your morality come from? I I, I kind of think of it like the um, the physician's oath: do no harm. If you can manage to get through life and do no harm, that is moral. That's living your life in a moral way. Yeah, I assume that it comes from the same place that their morality comes from, like a a, a believer's morality. It comes from experience, family, friends, and uh, community in that order. Mm. It's, it seems straightforward to me. Where where else would it come from? I know. My answer was absolutely, most likely my mother, and if I had to pick a second, probably Superman. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not kidding. Uh, media it. has shaped my morality. Uh, well, the media that I clung to as a child was all heroes, superheroes and stuff like that, and they always did the right thing. And, you know, you didn't have to be as straight and narrow as them, but there was a basis for how a human being should act towards other people. Mm. You know, and my mother wasn't a cunt. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's a good start right there. Yeah. Yeah. One of the three tenets of my current boss's boss's boss is um, always do the right thing. He's got three basic tenets, and that's one of them, always do the right thing. And that's just a moral statement. And if you can't tell what the right thing is, well, then we can then psychopath and, you know. Yeah. That's very subjective, though. Well, it is. But like do like do no harm is pretty much what it should be. Yeah, you know don't don't just don't mess with other people. Yeah, it's pretty right. it's pretty simple. Now I would say that uh, I like I like a lot of these answers. The one thing that I don't think that was said, maybe I just missed it, was uh, empathy. I think the one of the big hmm. things is being able to empathize with people. I mean, I I think about you know if I think about doing something and it causes someone else harm. I'm really unlikely to do that thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't like that. For That really makes me squeamish. Like when I know I've hurt somebody, like, or if I see somebody hurting somebody else and I want to, I want to like jump in and be like, oh, come on, man. Jesus, take it easy on this kid. Yeah. And you know, or whatever you're doing. Right. It, a couple times in my life, I have done things that have caused people harm, not great harm, but small harm. But I remember every single one of them and I feel bad about every single one of them because for that, for that one time, I was a bitch. But what do you think dictates that? Because when I see stuff like that, and it's not all the times. Ian and I got into an awful argument one time about this kid who got tortured on Twitch. Remember Ian with the kid who they yeah. made him? Yeah. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I don't know why. <laughs> they, these kids tricked this other kid into sticking his laptop into the microwave and putting butter on it and all this other stuff like that. Ian was very upset about what these kids had done to this kid. I thought it was funny because I just didn't believe the kid was as dumb <laughs> as he was making out to be. But either way, like, that's – like, when I see somebody really emotionally being hurt, you know, and someone's cutting deep, that's when it bothers me. But what I wanted to ask you guys is why do you do that? Because I know people who could give a shit if that happens to somebody else and revel in it and revel in doing it to other people. Mm. They're not moral so people. So is there experiences in your life that – make you feel empathy for them or you just feel you're pure in your heart moral <laughs> i know i'm not yeah it would well, probably be a more well, than- it's it's learned behavior i had i learned that doing things that hurt other people hurts me so i don't want to do it anymore and i have empathy for them and i mean is it is it purely a selfish thing that it, it hurts me when i hurt them so i don't want to hurt myself so i don't hurt them that was a big old <laughs> circle but, yeah <laughs> So I think that the, it's, it's easier to empathize with people you know. It's easier to empathize, especially family, people that you're around all the time, than people that you see 
Like, if you watch, you know, America's Funniest Home Videos or whatever it's called anymore, and you see, you know, the skateboarder try and do a trick and he lands on the handrail on his nuts, you know, you, you, you that apparently that's funny for people because, you know, it's on, it's on the <laughs> funniest home video. what it is. <laughs> so you're not really empathizing with that guy. Of course, it's a skater geek. So, you know. <laughs> But that, that, that's the concept of other, though. You know, it's not your tribe, it's some other. And a skateboarder is never in my tribe, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. For me, I mean, stranger or friend, it doesn't seem to matter. Hmm. But again, somebody getting hit in the nuts, I will always find hilarious. Because <laughs> you can recover from that. But an yeah. emotional sco- – well, I mean, unless there's some real serious damage. But hmm. yeah, I uh, like an emotional thing? Oh, God, man, that just twists me up if I see that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like our, our our friend that we have lunch with every once in a while, Tom. Every once in a while, he'll do something dumb and he'll hurt himself because he's got really pointy elbows, so he bashes him into things constantly. And it gives me a little thrill of joy when he does it. Cause I just- <laughs> <laughs> Is he a jerk? Yeah, well, at times. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, no. But it, it, you know, it gives me a little bit of joy that it hurts him. I know it doesn't do him any lasting harm, so it's okay if it, you know, hurts him a little. <laughs> See, the funny thing I don't understand about myself is, is like, again, back to that video of the kid thinking he was working with tech support and putting mm. butter and on his laptop and putting it in the oven and doing all this stuff. That- Nothing for me. I laughed. I thought it was funny. But you show me a video on YouTube of some neglected animal. Mm. That was like beat or something like that, and then got adopted, and they cleaned it all up, and it went to its new home. I'm pr- almost in fucking tears watching these things. Almost in tears. So, so, so I the, don't understand that. That well, leads think, me in. Go ahead. I, I think that the, the there is the possibility that the kid in the in the video with the microwave thing that could have been faked. So it could be just a funny video. It you know it's not necessarily that he was scarred for life by being on the internet being tricked it could be it could have been just a joke so you can set that aside but somebody abusing an animal that the animal cannot be taking part in this it's a completely so why innocent do i feel victim. empathy for something that's not even human <laughs> so that's, for an actual human i'm like look at this dipshit and laugh at him <laughs> so in that particular I, case go ahead ray i i was just going to say that so that it kind of leads me into my second my second question um, and the second question is, what is the best argument against morality from from God? So if somebody, if you say, no, I have my morality and it's based on empathy, it's based on the way I was raised, and so you know, mm. and they say, no, God imposed that that morality on your heart. It's from God, whether you accept it or not. What would you say the best argument for that is? And to me, what you're talking about uh, uh, hurting animals, there mm. is no, there's nothing in the Bible against hurting animals there's mm. nothing at all i mean we just talked oh, about really? the amish and how mm. they treat animals they they believe that those animals don't have a soul so do whatever what, you want what with is them. the line? Edit, huh what yeah, is the they're line just chattel. we hold dominion over the animals something like that right there's a, there's a line in the bible yeah i mean th- there that's probably the right answer is that you can feel uh, yeah seeing an animal abused is heart-wrenching so how can the morality come from God if because there's nothing in the book about it? And yet the pump the puppy mills exist. <laughs> yeah. Well the puppy mills exist by highly religious people. That says right. something. Right. Yeah. So are there well, any other churches? Uh, um yeah. view on animals. Do animals have souls? 
Or that's absolutely no, they don't. Well, the, they don't go to heaven. They don't do anything. I, I don't think we have souls, so I'm going to go with no. Yeah. No, no. I'm saying what is the church's view on it? I know oh. we don't. No, they don't believe church. I, I don't, most of them, I don't believe, believe that animals have souls. When I was, so, uh, when I was being raised, no. So what do they tell their kids when their pets die? Well, they're dead. Is that why they, they lied? They went like, to a farm and it's on a farm. The <laughs> Family adopted and it's on a farm. Yeah. I don't know. Don Bluth always said all dogs go to heaven. So mm. is that strictly a... <laughs> so what I was told growing up was that when an animal dies, that's it. They're dead. So you don't have to feel sorry for them. You just feel your loss of the animal. Mm. Um, and that's different than when a human dies. Hmm. So are there okay. any other arguments against the idea that your morality is from God? Well, what about people that aren't moral? That um, yeah. Are, what about the yeah them? Where are they getting their unmorality from, right. <laughs> or immorality? Well, yeah. What about hi- highly immoral people that um, believe in God? Do they just if they believe in God, how can they be immoral? Did God just skip them? Yeah. Well, it's a good question. I'm I I don't have an answer for that mm. because I don't believe that. The morality comes from God. I think right. that is a good a good retort. I think another – to me, the one time that I got into this kind of argu- argument with a Christian, what but my argument was, uh, okay, so the Bible is against slavery or did we develop the morality that slavery was bad and we did away with slavery even though the Bible says it's okay? It's hmm. a good argument, yeah. Because slavery is – clear in the bible there there are many yeah. rules about how to own slaves how far you can beat them where, where they're allowed to come from and it was actually used during when when lincoln was making his argument it was used by by his opponents the bible quotes from the bible used against him hmm. well, to try and keep way? slavery in place so yeah what about the argument about the treatment of women i mean women are functionally property in the bible um, to be treated as as you know the male of the household wishes we're, we're property, but that's not the case anymore. N- not that some of the fundamentalist Christians don't want to go backwards in time, but <laughs> that's a little different. So uh, the morality of of treating people equally, regardless of their gender, that didn't come from God. So have we advanced beyond what God taught us? Would be a good retort. Not yet. Yeah, in not my yet. opinion. Not I'm going to go ahead and jump to one of the news articles because I think it fits in really well right here. There was in, I believe it was South Carolina, South Carolina, uh, there was a waitress uh, serving a table. There was a, a man and woman. And instead of leaving a tip, they wrote a note on a ma- napkin and then immediately left the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And here's here's what the napkin read. A woman's place is in the home. Your place is in the home. It even says so in the Bible. You may think that you're contributing to your household by coming into work, but you're not. While you're in here, quote-unquote, working, this is the reason your husband must see another woman on his way home from a long day at work. Because you should be at home taking care of the household duties. You may think what you are doing, quote-unquote, working, is right. It is really essentially a disgrace to his manhood and to the American family. So instead of coming to your job and looking for handouts to feed your family, how about going home and cleaning your house and cooking a hot meal for your husband the way God intended and help make America great again? (laughs) What state was this in? South Carolina. Mm. So, one... They assume quite a bit about this woman. Did they have a lengthy conversation with her? Yeah, they, they assume know uh, that she was. 
No, they did not at all. Uh, she's unmarried. She doesn't have kids. Uh, she's trying to support her education. Well, that's the her first mistake. No, yeah. there's no need to go beyond eighth grade. Come on, get back and to the so the idea that that women are equal, yeah, not only does the Bible not support that, but you have current – I mean, this happened last week. So you have people who are – well, the fact that they're going to make America great again by keeping women in the House, they're obviously tw- Trump supporters. Yeah. Right. Because um, they stole his line. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, this is current day, and they're using the Bible as their reference in order There's to – no picture uh, – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying they're using the, the, the Bible as a reference in order to make their argument. I don't, There's I don't, no picture of this letter, though, hmm. in this article. There's no See, every time picture, I, I no. hear about these things with the, with the people who don't leave tips and they leave a little message for it, I swear 50% of the time it's bullshit, I, it turns out. Hmm. I, this just – I mean, it just seems so ridiculous that somebody would sit there. They had to have been to restaurants before in their lives, and I'm sure since 90% of all servers are women – for the most part, that this is the one that they decided to pick out and fucking write a letter to for some reason. Right. I'm calling and bullshit much, on this. <laughs> I, was, I, I guess I would support your, 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 you know, skepticism is how much space was there on that receipt <laughs> that they wrote two and a half paragraphs? <laughs> I mean, they weren't at, uh, at uh, CBS, for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Right. If, if you had said that this was at a drugstore, I would be like, "Yeah, it's a long receipt. You got all the time in the all the room in the world." Um, or you know, or if they had just written something slanderous in the tip area that mm. was like, "You know, we're not tipping you because you're a homo and we hate homos," or the Bible hates homos. They don't actually hate homos. They can't help what their religion makes them hate. Mm. But that is does well this known. Fall, does this fall under the "I don't have to serve gay people, so I also don't have to tip anybody who goes against my religion" type thing? If it's true. Yeah. So now I can use my religion for any excuse not to do anything, you know. I think it it I think it definitely does. Well, now, yeah, I don't have to pay that contractor because um they're atheists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well how I mean how far bef- along before it's like, oh, I mowed down two gay guys, but they're gay and I don't that's against my religion, so I didn't really do anything wrong, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Freedom of religion, Jared. Yeah, my, that's my You can't oppress <laughs> right. people. My book says it's okay. Yeah. We're not Again, far from if that. That's true. I'm ha- I have a sneaking suspicion this story is fucking horseshit. <laughs> well, I think this happens a lot. I mean, the, there's the stupid um, printed dollars with Bible verses on them, or, you know, they're $10 bills, and they just they fold them up, and it's a Bible verse inside, and it looks like you get left a tip, but it's actually this proselytizing right. thing. Those I've seen before, usually not as a tip. Um, I mean, you see things. You know, people write faggot on a on a, a receipt and don't leave a tip. That happens. But this, yeah, this is a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even so much the length because it it says it was written on a napkin, not on the receipt. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. But like I said, these people have to go. Do they write this thing every time they go out to eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious if there was some sort of conversation or something that was said that uh, might have inspired it. So I did find now. Uh, I'm not saying this is proof because um, it is possible that somebody just wrote this down. However, I'm going to share a link here and I will put it on the web page as well. There is a picture of a napkin that has this written on it. Hmm. Okay. okay. That's good. Uh, th- now, again, anybody could have written this on the napkin that's on Twitter. Uh, anybody could have taken a napkin and written that down. Sure. So it doesn't sure. necessarily prove the story. 
Mm. Right. Why were they? Was it was it their birthday? Why were they out in the first place? Why was she not at home preparing him a warm meal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Can't be out eating in restaurants. <laughs> yeah, it's not close to close to home and hearth. What are you doing out there? Right, and that, and then the the uh, opening question of you know how how could they draw this conclusion from you know just one server like. Again, to know how they – because they clearly didn't know whether or not she was married, whether or not she had kids, mm-hmm. any of those things to then – I don't know. I just I, – I don't know what would make someone a specific target. This – Yeah. I mean she – How did she, they know her husband's che- – this fake husband's cheating on her? Well, <laughs> Maybe they, right, they yeah, overheard they a conversation. Maybe she wears a defensive marriage ring. You never know. I mean she, you said she was single, but a lot of single waitresses will wear a fake wedding ring so people will leave them alone. <laughs> so – Yeah. Mm. I think this is the liberal media – plotting against trump <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but i've I, again i've heard similar cases for lgd lgbt people saying yeah. oh this guy didn't tip me because i was a lesbian and it turns out the guy's like i have the receipt here i did tip you mm. <laughs> you know like just shit like that like you know not everybody's perfect on the liberal side either sure again if it's true that's fucking scary as shit that mm-hmm. people start are thinking they can get away with that. Well, people think it. A lot of people think it. It's the act of actually writing something down like that and giving and handing it to somebody is beyond a line that uh, Trump has not as un, as erased. I mean, he has erased so many lines of, of civil behavior that um, it used to exist that I, maybe it could have happened. I believe right. it. And if you have an issue with tipping – this is not the way to take it on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I understand if you're, like, confused by the whole process, like, what's special about the restaurant industry that they one day said, no, thanks, we're going to pay our people less than minimum wage, and it's mm-hmm. going to be the burden of the customer to make up that difference. What's that all about? Yeah. What well, didn't somebody- I've often wondered that myself. Wasn't it uh, somewhere in California? Was it, I don't know, San Francisco, maybe? Did away with tipping? And- uh, it's in Pittsburgh, actually. Oh, it's in Pittsburgh? Okay. It's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that they gave- uh, the you know them uh, a regular like wage. nine something an hour wage and profit sharing. I, I mix up San Francisco and Pittsburgh all the time. I, <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> I had no idea Pittsburgh was so progressive. Yeah, <laughs> and I love too. And I know this is completely off topic though. That every time that this restaurant association says like, oh, we can't do that. We'll put all these restaurants out of business if we pay these people minimum wage. It just the numbers will just not work <laughs> unless you're McDonald's or Burger King. Right. Or Arby's or Wendy's, who seem to have no problem doing it, and you don't have to tip their employees. That's so true. Is, and is it working out in Pittsburgh? Yes. Yeah. And again, Good. it surprises me as well as much as I, I like the place. Pittsburgh is uh, – I don't know. I think Pittsburgh is surprisingly progressive for the fact that it's Pittsburgh, for the fact that it is the – I think it's a great example of – when, uh, you know, Trump comes out and says all this bullshit about how he's going to bring all these dead industries back to life, mm. Pittsburgh has totally is absolutely revitalized and is, n- you know, nowhere makes steel. Yeah. There's not a single steel mill that's open. They have they have, you know, turned all that around and renovated all that into new businesses and new industries. And uh, it's a perfectly, you know, perfectly thriving city, as is any major metropolis. And it's a pleasure to to visit there. We had a really good time the the, the number of times that we've been there. It's sure. a nice city. I would much yep. rather go to Pittsburgh than Philadelphia. Yeesh. Truth. It's just a nice place. I like it there. Yeah. Okay. 
So I think with that, we've, we've, uh, we kind of got a little off topic, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's fine. So I think we kind of did show that, um, the morality definitely doesn't come from the Bible with the slavery, mm. with the, the treatment of women, with the, it just, I don't see how anybody can make the argument that God gives you morality and then your morality is based on, you know, the Ten Commandments or whatever is in the Bible. It's just, it seems silly. But my next question is, is it possible if you don't believe in God, is it possible to have an objective morality? Is it possible to have a moral truth other than witnessing something happening and deciding whether or not it's moral based on what you see? Is it no. possible to have a truly a true goodness? No. <laughs> well, how- I would say I would say firmly no. Well, I mean, the, the, the existence of a sunflower. If we're going to go, you know, off the rails here, the the existence of a sunflower, it cannot be evil. I suppose it can it not be good. It, it, is, it is stealing nutrients and water from other crops. It is casting <laughs> shade on the other crops so that they can't get the sunlight they need to grow. And it is destroying their chances to reproduce. <laughs> it's innately evil. <laughs> no, it is not well, evil. Why is it is stealing. Why is that stuff only Again, for those other plants? <laughs> it's it's not. That's it's that's why it is it's totally subjective. Mm-hmm. The sunflower is is only the the burden of morality, in my opinion, ex- really falls. I would say entirely on humans. If you once you evolve beyond pure survival, then these other things start leaching into your day to day life to help distract you from the fact that you're going to die someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, like the sunflower, like, you know, all these other animals, they're not like, uh, I feel, you know, the snake's not like, I feel really guilty eating this gimpy mouse. It doesn't really have a chance. I should probably try to get that one over there because that mouse is a dick. It's like, nope, hungry, easy meal, done. And, uh, you know, it didn't do it out of spite. It didn't do it out of malice. Mm. It did, it did it to survive. Only, only when you have, I think, you know, this, this, I don't want to say elevated sounds snooty, but <laughs> for lack of a better word, elevated level of existence does, we'll, we'll almost say illusion of morality come into play. Sure. I, I think about um, the, the mother lion finding an animal and not killing it, but bringing it back injured to her cubs to teach them how to hunt and how to kill an animal. Is It's cruel to the animal, to the prey. But it's training her babies how to survive. Is that inherently good or inherently evil? No, it's neither. It's just our judgment of right. what she's doing proper. It's for us her imposing our own beliefs on poor animals, yeah. just doing their thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, nature is goddamn chaotic and horrible <laughs> because it is. There is no morality. It's just right. kill or be killed. It's survival. Yes. And every, like, every just one like of those nature shows where you're when you find yourself rooting. For the prey animal to escape, you mm. don't always realize that you're rooting for the predator to starve. Mm. Right. Ideally, they should just eat carrion, things that die naturally, but that's not really how it works. <laughs> no, they should just eat plants like what PETA did to that lion. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so it is purely a, a human construct then, morality. I would say yes. Okay. Oh, that is absolutely true. <laughs> and, you're, so what- and Ian's exactly right, because this shit did not come up till. Once we nailed down our own survival, then you, we're all sitting around the fires looking at each other and go, you know, Bob's kind of an asshole. 
did you see what that lioness did? Man. Well, then, uh, then, yeah. then, then Bob had to come up with that because he wanted to continue being an asshole, but he wanted to keep the other people from clubbing him to death. Right. <laughs> he had to convince them that that's not the way you handle things. That, uh, you know. But there's an interesting side effect of, of, of that morality coming to fruition, though. And I think there are some of the, of the more advanced animals have it, too, is that we didn't leave the sick and the injured behind. We carried them with us when we traveled. Uh, right. As we evolved. But, I mean, um, elephants kind of do the same thing. They take care of their young. They, they care for the old. They mourn the dead. Um, so it, it, it's not a you – know, a light bulb didn't turn on at some point and all of a sudden we understood what morality was. There are animals that understand what morality is or what empathy is. Yeah, but do they? Empathy is. Really? They, they get right. empathy. I don't – I, I agree to some point that there is that there is a level of empathy there. Mm. Again, I don't think it translates to morality. I think morality was just some of the smarter monkeys wanted to gain more power over some of the dumber monkeys, and boom, morality. Mm. <laughs> you can't do A and B because uh, you know of either you know because again sometimes if it wasn't direct empathy, if it wasn't something they've experienced, you know they're just being told that something is wrong. Mm. You know, it's 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 partly partly what we've discussed, partly a control system. So there was a study with uh, some chimpanzees where they would basically train the chimps that if they do a certain thing, they would get a reward. And that reward was, you know, a bit of food, a bit of, you know, some sort of treat. So they would train them to do this. And then later on, they would the chimps would see, OK, it's time to do this. And they'll do the little whatever it was. It was pulling a lever. It was some sort of trick. And sometimes they would not give one of them, even though he did the trick, they wouldn't give him anything. But they'd give another one triple ration. Mm-hmm. And eventually the chimp who was receiving the triple ration realized what was happening, took some of his and reached over and gave it through the cage to the one who was, wasn't getting anything. Now it's just a, is that just teamwork? Is that uh, yeah? Is that just a empathic <laughs> feeling that uh, it got? No, I think it depends on the species in this case because I have seen studies with lemurs that have shown the opposite. That where uh, it was because uh, the, the lemurs are a uh, you know they they're, they have a, a lead female and then it it goes down from there. So a male you know came across a. What, you know, a large cache of food and made sure to get all that he wanted before he was was willing to alert the rest of <laughs> of the uh, the troop, I believe. <laughs> I don't I have to look up what a what a group of lemurs is called, but uh, he, he, he made sure to get his before he let anybody else know that he had found food. Well, but yeah, he, th- he has to be strong and protect the, 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 the troop, though. So there's a certain logic to him being fed and strong. Right, but I think Ian's right about it being different species, though, because I saw a somewhat similar experiment where they did it with chimpanzees, and chimpanzees were absolutely willing to fuck over other chimpanzees <laughs> for any situation. But when they did it with uh, bonobos, mm. which are a little bit more friendly, they will ap- they absolutely all work together to do what they need to do. So in the same, like it was a it was a team effort type of thing. Mm. But with the chimpanzee, the chimps is like, oh, I get all the food and this one gets nothing? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, bonobos are super friendly. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I saw another study, um, though, that um, 
two lemurs were in cages next to each other and they were performing the same trick. One got a cucumber and the other one got a grape. And grapes, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that I is a good one. <laughs> the, the grapes are, are prized and the cucumbers are kind of meh. And the one that got the cucumber was pissed. He was. He <laughs> hurled that thing right at the trainer. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking the bars. It's like, yeah. grape. And, and But he was perfectly happy with the cucumber until the other guy got the grape. Then he yeah. was pissed off. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and envy is universal. Yeah. In, and that in, explains in Occupy the, Wall Street. It's yeah. so simple. <laughs> and, <laughs> envy super universal in the, what I guess were the primate. Yeah, primate situation. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, morality is is along that continuum of of empathy and understanding that other people exist and and teamwork and you know with thinking to the future. I mean, um, eating all the food every time leads to the rest of your troops starving. So you learn not to do that, right? Because you have to think of the future. So, so last does Donald question. Trump have empathy? <laughs> We're almost there. So the last <laughs> question on on my list, I'm going to change it a little bit, but if oh. hello, that's embarrassing. Sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm here at my office, and we closed many hours ago. I don't know why someone thought that this would be an appropriate hour to call. Uh, I really, I have no contingency plan for this. Um, I could go hang up on them or I could just let the answering machine deal with this naturally. Sure. Uh, Probably answering machine. So Answer it and and find out where they get their morality from. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have a caller. (laughs) Um, All right. So the last question is, uh, if morality were to come from God, as Christians and other religious people believe, can do- can God do anything immoral? So I've had this discussion even back when I was still attending church. Can God do anything immoral? Or, since God okay. is goodness, is everything that God does automatically a moral act? Uh, in the opinion of? In the opinion, if that's what you believe. Of the- oh, of course. That's why they answer every, uh, you know, tragedy in the world with, well, God has a plan. Mm. There's so always God, an ulterior motive. So God yeah. was behind the hurricane, but it's it, it's okay because it was God, and so it had yeah. to be good. Absolutely. Well, isn't that what they say all the time? Yeah. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, I, th- I thought the question was odd because I was like, I don't know how I can answer that. I don't <laughs> believe in God, so – but if I'm answering for them, yeah, that is always their go-to answer. Mysterious yeah. ways. He's got a plan. Absolutely. Yeah. God God is God is only goodness. God knows only forgiveness. God is infallible. Yeah, I mean, is that to imply if he did, like God every so often like flies off the reservation and does something just to be an asshole? Great. Now my phone's ringing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Tons of shame. Well, I, so I think the, the what my follow-up question would be, so if uh, if God were to do something, if God – if was Hitler part of God's plan? Yes. Everything is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So how does the devil play into this? Uh, it's, it, well, so, I don't know. He's complex. I think <laughs> that it depends on – on what? Ask me the question more specifically before I go into a weird yeah. kind of. Uh, well, I see what she's saying is if it's if it's God's plan, then how can the devil do anything? Right. I mean, unless the devil, I guess, is part of the plan and the devil's just working through him. I agree. I think the devil again is a. Even if I were to buy in to to this traditional belief in God, 
uh, and even from the Christian point of view, I would ted- I, I strongly disagree that the devil is working against God in any way. The devil is an angel that manages lost souls. The first angel and the most trusted angel. I don't think the devil makes humans do bad things. I don't think the devil, you know, has any evil intentions of his own. I think he is serving his God's will Mm. to the best of his ability. And I think somewhere along the line, something got muddled and humans use him as a crutch, Mm. as an excuse to excuse their own immoral behavior. Or (laughs) to play devil's advocate. No pun intended. (laughs) Maybe there is a plan that God has, and the devil just can sometimes get through the cracks of that plan and twist things a little bit, and that's how you get shit like Hitler. So God intended for millions of Jews to die? No, no, no. He had a plan, and the devil fucked the plan up. Oh, no. I I would say that he did intend. That helped helped shift the balance in favor of Christianity. Keep those Jews in line. Wow, what a way! To, what a way to make that message. Uh. <laughs> hey, didn't he kill everybody for having some butt sex? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. could, but then it could be said, well, God intervened, and that's why America won World War II. Which, by the way, is not fucking true. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I mean, there's different ways to look at it, I guess. But it's all bullshit anyway. It is, and it, well, it, and it's hard to wrap your brain around the. the all right, so you believe your God is infallible and perfect and can do no wrong, but how does he allow these things to happen that are so horrible? Well, right. there's the little devil in there, and uh, there's a or little... the plan, whatever, but, whatever, but, whichever one you want to take. Sure. How could there be a little devil in there if God is supposed to be omnipotent? If right. God right. is omnipotent, that's, how is the devil getting away with this? That's right. why I stand by my, He's my devil. No, it's a devil. <laughs> there's devil. The devil is an angel. The angels have no souls. They know only service. They don't. He doesn't have the will to defy God. Mm. It's impossible. He huh. just is doing what he is meant to be doing. No, no, no. I'm trying to answer how they would answer. Again, <laughs> I, I agree, and I think I understand that I, what you're saying. Yeah. My again, I thought mine kind of lumps in there because I would have to believe in the existence of the devil right. to believe in my own argument, which I don't. <laughs> So along with that in mind, that leads me into uh, into our next news article. So this is from Pennsylvania. When Glenn Thompson, Republican representative, Pennsylvania, when he was asked Saturday night about uh, Donald Trump's remarks on the hot mic, he said that uh, the words were rude and unacceptable. But he says he's still voting for Trump and that – it was he decided that he was still voting for Trump after speaking to his wife and his wife explained to him that God takes the imperfect and makes them perfect for his purpose. And she believes that that Trump is being sent by God, even though he's an imperfect vessel to accomplish God's goal. No way. And no why way. would that have? Why, why would that be true about Trump? Well, yeah. why would why is it true about Lucifer? Uh, it's true about Trump because he's running on the Republican ticket. Right. That's why it's true. Is so, he a Republican congressman? Glenn Thompson, yes. Yeah. Okay. So that makes more sense. I'm just saying, why would she draw that conclusion about Trump and not about Clinton? Because God she wants the Republicans to She didn't draw that conclusion. It's a, this is all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> this is just their way of able to support this fucking asshole. Well, I think the real answer is abortion. 
it's all about abortion and it's all about um, the, the control of women in one regard or another. Well, I mean, whatever their agenda is, they're they're sticking with him and trying to find excuses for it. Sure. And this is the, this, is the, and this is the great infallible excuse. God said we had to do it. He sent <laughs> down this dipshit <laughs> for some reason to run on our ticket to vote for him for some goddamn reason. Yeah. And the, the, couple- the, Go ahead. Th- the thing that makes me the craziest is the fact that he is probably the, the least moral person, probably, probably the most, the least moral person that has ever run for president and got this far. Mm, Maybe I Karen, I don't think you heard. Hmm? Billy Bush bullied him into saying those oh, things. Oh, come on. <laughs> right. You know? I, I did hear that. And then really, <laughs> if Billy Bush can can bully our future president <laughs> by, and Howard by his too. locker room Howard tactics. Yeah, Howard Stern's another one. Steered him in that direction and made him say these things. It's, it's yeah. pretty obvious. <laughs> I did hear him say this say dirty that. talk. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Shockingly, in Trump's defense for Karen's claim, I, I guess if you say got this far, then sure. Because I was like, I don't know. David Duke was running on the Republican oh, well. <laughs> ticket for quite a while. Yeah. All right. Um, in the finals. <laughs> yes. That, that have received the nomination. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to go back and check, but I'd, it's probably a safe, pretty safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole this whole deal with you know what what Trump said and the allegations against him from all the women, it's not going to impact his base because here's another quote: "We're not electing a moral leader, but God uses people that are immoral and can also do good things. God can use anybody. He used harlots. It's all mm-hmm. about what God can do. So they have faith now." Yeah. They have faith that not only is there a God, but God wants Trump in office. But how do they? How? How? If Billy Bush, who, who got said, fired today, who got fired, <laughs> right? Who said less than Trump on that bus, and yet got fired for it? If he can be fired for saying what he said, how can Trump be allowed to be the president of the United States? For Christ's sake, that's retarded. <laughs> Hillary sent out classified emails. Oh God! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kill people. <sighs> no, she didn't. Uh, yeah, death squads. <laughs> it's Clinton all death squad. Clinton death squad. Machine <laughs> controls the media. She wants to feed the poor. She wants to <laughs> house people and clothe them and educate oh, them. What poor people thinking? are the worst, man. <laughs> just the worst. Parasites. God. They're just, they're just handing out money to all people, making them lazy. <laughs> but to wrap back around to what you're saying, Ray, I don't believe any of these fucking people who use God as their excuse. No. I think they're just like, I got to find an excuse, and this is the one I'm going with. And I, and I think you, the, the, our next topic kind of covers it. The, the right-wing pastor who actually gives up the game. Yes. I think that is actually the real reason. What he said. Did he actually say those words? So what he said, this is a quote. This is mm. Dave Daubenmeyer. Mm. Um, who is a, where is he a pastor in? I don't, I didn't see. I will look. I, yeah, I didn't see. But in any case, he is a pastor and he said, women and men may be equal, but I think it's pretty clear in the Bible that it teaches us that women should not be in an authority over men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that is definitely in the Bible. He also said, with all that's going on with Trump and everybody screaming and hollering about that, when is the last time your pastor stood up in the pulpit and say, hey, listen, we cannot vote for Hillary Clinton because women are not just supposed to have authority. Mm. So it's uh, fair, fairly clear. Then he went to a restaurant and didn't tip the girl and left her a nice letter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. his his Jesus cross baseball hat. 
I, I, I was looking to see, but apparently this is not a quote from his, but it's just in the headline that it's better yeah. for a president to grab a vagina than to have one. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, again, as long as we're talking, as I assume when we say things like that, we, we apply without consent. I mean, grabbing a vagina is cool, but... I can only imagine that was grabbed from a T-shirt sold at a Trump rally, that line. Yeah, yeah I mean, women being president, that that's, I mean, except for the United States, that's been cool for a while now, so. Yeah. yeah. Yes, except this one will be the absolute destruction of this country. <laughs> absolute destruction. What was it? There was something on, we were, I was watching earlier, and somebody, these women said that they absolutely think that Hillary is evil. Evil. They think that she is the epitome of evil and Trump is here to save us. And they are sure that um, God will prevail and he will be president. And I'm like, wow. Again, See, it's funny. It, it, I, and the, pe- the people that I talk to personally that support Trump, religion never seems to come into it hmm. at all. Are you guys running into this or are you just reading this article or are these people you're actually meeting saying this shit? I, it's television, yeah. The, 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 oh, okay. The, the couple of Trumpies that I know are – just died in the wool, never will be anything but Republican. And it doesn't matter who they put up there, they will be Republican. Now, there are two There are two people that work in the same building that I do who are – they definitely use their religion to justify their, their backing of Trump. Now, and they're okay with the, with the two divorces and the mm-hmm. five children from three different wives? They're okay with all that? Yes. Now, I haven't personally asked them, but oh, okay. yes, they are vocal well, about Trump. And they are vocal about their religious belief and the combination thereof. I'm shocked by any woman <laughs> who can now vote for him. Oh, and one any of them, woman. one of the two people I'm mentioning is a woman. <laughs> no. uh, I have people at my job who post on Facebook that they could give a flying fuck about him grabbing pussies. <laughs> women. Because I, yeah. I work with majority of women. Don't care. I'm right behind this motherfucker. I will go straight to hell with him because apparently <laughs> that is what is going to happen. But why? I don't be- because they hate Hillary that much. <laughs> but why? <laughs> because Donald Trump told him to. It's huh. a vicious circle. It is. Ah, he's has he's charismatic. Weirdly, um, he's got people convinced. You say the same thing over and over again, and people just believe it after a while. Over ah. and over, he says it three times in a row, and then he says it another three times. Yeah, but. You know, you have to give it to the Republicans because they have been laying this gr- – this, I almost said Hillary – Hillary <laughs> groundwork for eight years now. Yeah. They knew it was coming yeah. and they have just been laying it out there, laying it out there till it just hit this fever pitch and he grabbed that ball and ran with it. Yeah, he is a – product of their paranoia and their idiocy. Did you hear the the thing recently that um, – um, who was it? McCain said that he – hinted that if Hillary got into office, that whatever Supreme Court justice she put up, they would not vote on if he had anything to say about it. He back- I did read that today. Yeah. I did. But the McCain is going to go back to the tactics where we just obstruct everything the president does yeah. for the next four years because that is our job as congressmen. Yeah. We don't serve the people anymore. We don't serve the country anymore. We just block Democrats from getting things done. Yep. I don't – I just don't I, – I understand that's what's going to happen. I just don't understand the motivation behind it. God. It can't be God. God can't be telling them to obstruct that much. All right, abortion. That's it. No, Mitch McConnell's telling them to do it. It's <laughs> Citizens United and abortion. 
these are the two things that are just unacceptable to them that um that could could go away they have to block abortion under all circumstances and citizens united has to stand because that's where they get their money from yeah but john mccain had a soul at one point he's he's like a conundrum to me because i've loved him and hated him at the same time Mm -hmm. there are times i was like when he was running against bush in 2000 i was like i think i could vote for this guy if he gets in there i might be able to do it it's gonna be tough then in 2004 i was like i fucking hate this guy or Mm -hmm. 2008 i'm like i hate this guy now (laughs) and then when he backed off for trump i was like Hey, I think I could get behind John McCain again. And now he did this and now I can't. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, from what I understand, John McCain is supposed to be a reasonable guy. So what would prompt him to say this almost treasonous shit? Yeah. It's being reelected. Everything is about. I guess. Yeah. That's it. He's running. That's right. He's running up for reelection. Yep. Okay. So he'll, so maybe he, he won't do it. Actually do it. Yeah. He's like, if Trump could say half the shit he says, I can say one thing and not do it. (laughs) (laughs) It means the notorious RBG can't retire for eight more years. I don't know if she's going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the other things that has happened with the Republican Party, I don't know if anyone saw the Paul Ryan issued a warning that said, if we lose the Senate, do you know who becomes the chair of the Mm -hmm. Senate Budget Committee? Some guy (laughs) named Bernie Sanders. You ever heard of him? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And half the country went, oh, I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. hope so. What I a think, stupid thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that is going to be used against him way more than he ever suspected. Right. Yeah. Because I imagine a lot of these millennials had no idea that was true. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, my goodness. So we can't get him president, but we can get him into this position where he can really affect the kind of change that he was talking about. Yeah. And all we yep. have to do is... No. Take out a few. A f- yeah, all we have to do is vote. Get rid of a few key Republican senators in a few key states, and that should be enough. Just don't. And hopefully the House as well. But like John McCain, I don't want to be who's, a dreamer. whose race is apparently uh, very close. Mm. Yeah, get that guy out. Get Pat Toomey out. That guy's a turd. Yes, oh. he is. <laughs> well, it, it, the thing about Pat Toomey that, that makes me crazy is he actually tried at one point. He actually tried to do you know, a bipartisan gun control measure, and it was it was fine. It was you know uh, background checks and um, it, no insanity, no insane people getting guns. It was actually quite good. Right. And- it was. I mean, as someone who who owns firearms, and I wouldn't say I'm a Second Amendment supporter, but I, I, I am definitely not a liberal when it comes to this topic. I was all for what he proposed. It and made was, perfect sense. He was crucified. Yeah. For doing it. Well, bipartisan is another word for pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. What what happened these days? Remember you. Remember? You, Sorry. you supported your guy, and then if he lost, you're like, okay, well, that's my president, and we're yeah. going to try to work together. To, nope, I am absolutely going to fuck everything up for these people mm. till I get my way. When did that uh, shift happen? Obama is black? Yeah. I think yeah. you're right. I think it was eight, was it eight years ago? They're just like, yes. fuck it. <laughs> no more shaking hands across the aisle. Yeah, yeah because I even mean, when Bush was in office, I mean, there were a lot of people who were really upset about him being reelected, but there was yep. this obstructionism, it was not to this extent. Yeah, no, that is near. 100% what it is. What? See, as I say, every, every member, you know, as far back as I can remember, because, I mean, really what you had then was, you know... Compromise. Yeah, well, you had somewhat liberal white dude versus somewhat conservative white dude. Hmm. And now they've just blown that out of the water. 
and people are furious <laughs> because and, you know one one was you know a little better or a little worse than the other, but it wasn't that much different. This guy is black, Jared. Mm. <laughs> well, well, I don't understand. It. He's black. Our <laughs> next president, our, our next but, president's going to be a woman. Oh right, my god! The hypocrisy about it is what drives me nuts because say Donald Trump gets in, yeah, and. And then Democrats are like, well, we're going to play the same shitty games you mm. played. And they're going to be like, see these Democrats, how they fuck over yeah. government? They hate it. They want to destroy the United States. You can't do is what that. what they want to do. You cannot continue that game. Because right now, the Republicans are using badly. I mean, th- I think really the GOP is at risk of falling apart completely. Oh, no, they're, yeah, they're absolutely calling for an app. There's going to be a split, especially if he loses. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be a major split. But – that's the thing is, but they always play these games. What well, you I mean? They're not going to go away. There's probably going to be more of a conservative end and a and a more wacky end, which will be the, with all the people going with Trump. Mm. But they're still going to play those dumb games that they always play, and no one ever seems to call them out on it. Or mm. if they do call them out, it they just deny it, and everybody moves on. I agree. I think people under the now, not to suggest that the president of the United States isn't arguably the most important position that can be held, uh, you know, at least for us as Americans. But they definitely undervalue, uh, you know, all the races beneath that. They think, you know, I'm either going to vote for Hillary, I'm going to vote for Trump, and that's that. The importance of voting Senate, House, and even locally, yeah. governor and and down from there, they're just like, yeah, I'll just check whoever. Like, they are, it's some of the most, you know, negligent voting I've ever seen in my whole life. And, uh, and and that's what really has the impact on your day-to-day life. And I, I think if people would, would be more plugged into that, if we put more value on our political system here in this country, if, uh, you know, if voting day was, you know, I think I've discussed this on uh, at least other shows or with my friends, voting day should be a national holiday. Oh, yeah. absolutely. They, they should, if they need to, if you need to balance it out, scrap a useless holiday mm-hmm. and, and give everybody off that day so that they can... Make sure to have time to vote. Make sure to, you know, inform themselves properly. Well, but the right, thing but- is, the thing is, though, even on the national holidays that we have, not everything is closed down. For for example, um, down in New Jersey, we go visit my mother for Christmas. On Christmas Day, the big lots at the end of the road is open, and the people that work there who make minimum wage are working on Christmas right. Day. Absolutely. And it's it w- that wouldn't be a perfect system, but it would, you know, baby bump. If voter turnout could go from like twenty percent up to like thirty five percent in this country, but that would be I, I would impressive. Say, but if more Walmart, importantly than having it be a national holiday, there, a ton of people don't even know there's three branches of government. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right? And listen, I live in a town that is one square fucking mile, and I don't even know when the mayor runs or, or does anything like that. Mm-hmm. We just had a mayor fucking appointed. Like, there's nobody <laughs> driving around in a car, you know. Re-elect Mayor Goldie Wilson. (laughs) If you don't know about it, you just don't know about it. And I think that's a big problem. Well, I think a better solution than having a national holiday is allow people to early vote. Allow people to vote when it's convenient for them. Have a a week-long voting. um, The online voting scares me a little bit because um, there is the possibility for the husband to vote for the wife and that that kind of stuff. You you need the in-person voting, I think. Right. Um, but why can't it be more than just one day? Sure. If you spread it out over time, you can do it, you know, at the post office, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yep. That's reasonable. The post office isn't doing anything else at the moment. Just vote there. <laughs> <laughs> They're bringing me my junk mail. 
Yeah, a lot less junk mail than they used to be. So <laughs> I don't know. I think people need to be more informed. I yeah. mean, I, under- I understand it's a bitch to go vote, but if it's important, you'll find the time. And I know in bigger areas, there's probably big, long waiting lines, and it's a real pain in the ass. But. Well, it's really only – I think there has been a lot of manipulation of the voting process in this country so that if you are poor and black, you have to stand in a much longer line than I do in central Pennsylvania. And that's not yeah. right. Right. And, and, and if you're lucky, this time Trump supporters will be standing outside the booth with guns. <laughs> Watching what you do. <laughs> yep. And since they think all black people look alike, I'm sure something bad is going to happen. That yeah. guy's been in here before. Yeah. In our great state of Pennsylvania, the one he keeps pushing. <laughs> well, we are, it turns out, um, very important to the election. So I know. Oh, but, and we have the worst voter fraud ever. Don't you know that? Yeah. What, <laughs> nine people? <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I think that might be nine people nationally, not just in our state. Right. It might be. I don't, nine people seems high for the state. Yeah. Yeah. It was, what what, what was the find. statistics that I saw was something like since 2001, from 2001 to 2015, I think it was, there were 35 cases total. Mm-hmm. And t- what, 10 of those were dead people voting. So it was people getting a uh, the, something in the mail and filling it out and sending it back in, even though the person that was supposed to be getting it was was actually dead. Right. But but apparently most of those were sent to Republican homes. So mm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, b- between gerrymandering and um, voter suppression in the inner cities, I mean, the Republicans really have been playing the long game as far as voter suppression. It, it's impressive the, the lengths that they've gone to. I think but ge- nobody ge- calls them out on it. No, they don't. And I think gerrymandering needs to be done away with completely because some of the districts they've come up with are ridiculous oh yeah those maps are insane yeah <laughs> it, it that just needs to stop it needs to be no no more no more of that and I, I think the other thing that needs to be get gotten rid of now or at least controlled in another way is the filibuster i mean the, the minority currently can, can completely gum up the works in congress well yeah see i'm not sure about that whole filibuster filibuster thing because <laughs> right now we have a republican senate and a republican congress and the idea that obamacare could have been you know, crippled, if not done away with the idea that, uh, they could have pushed through anti-abortion laws. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, it would still had to get past the president, but that filibuster has saved a lot of, of <laughs> having it come down to like judicial judgment. Sure. I, I agree, but I think it was, it has been used in the past eight years. It has been used more than in the previous. I don't even know what it's up to now. I mean, it's, it, it Decades of time. Yes. Sure. This is true. So what we need is a designated survivor situation. <laughs> <laughs> start I over, start God, fresh. A hard reset <laughs> on everything. <laughs> I mean, I believe in our system. Mm. I think democracy, the way we have it set up, is a pretty good system. Checks and balances. Everything seems right. It's the people fucking it all up. I, I agree. I don't know yeah. what, what it caused. Like, because there's, there's definitely – a sense that there's, you know, national outrage and disappointment in how things are going and, and how things are functioning. And ju- the incumbency just continues. Yeah. Just stop voting for the incumbent, no matter what you think of them. Gerrymandering <laughs> is the problem. vote for the new person. Gerrymandering doesn't make any difference because their tribe is in charge and they're not going to change. That's the only reason there are so many Republicans in, in um, the House of Representatives currently is because they have crafted these dif- districts to make sure that they get reelected. 
Well, why can't the Democrats fucking re-gerrymander the fucking thing? Because they're not currently in charge. Don't think they don't do it, because they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're just not in charge at the moment, so they can't. Okay. Well, and there were well, a lot I of Democrats. I hear they might be doing too well either, so mm-hmm. this year. There were a lot of Democrats who were, who were uh, proponents of it as well, which yeah. is part of the problem. It's not, right. that, that's not a strict, you know, uh, divide between parties. No. Just there the were GOP a lot of Democrats that went, yeah, we can do that too. <laughs> so, so they're not all pure. <laughs> so on to something. Uh, how about some uh, a little bit of good news? <laughs> Roy S. Moore, the chief justice of the Alabama Supreme Court. I can just imagine what uh, how he rules on things. Uh, mm-hmm. But at nine months after instructing Alabama's probate judges to defy federal court orders on same sex marriage, uh, chief justice was suspended this last Friday, for the remainder of his term for violating the state's canon of judicial ethics. Wasn't he suspended before for doing the same thing or something uh, similar? Yes. So what did he do? Uh, it was the second time that in his career was removed as chief justice. But I don't see I – don't, I don't actually know what he did the first time. I think time. he was supposed to take away the Ten Commandments and he didn't. Oh, yeah. That might have been it. He defied the orders to remove a giant Ten Commandments monument. Right. He def- defied federal court. He de- defied the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. God is good and always right. Oh. Well, if you believe in a supreme being, I guess standing your ground makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but you're a fucking judge. Not everybody is Christian in this country. Yeah. That alone should be like, all right, well, it's either take it down or we're putting up every other fucking monument of their set of rules. Nope. His, relig- his religion is right. You're wrong. He gets to make these rules because it's in the Constitution. And they this believe. man is deciding on people's fucking lives. Can you believe that? Yeah. How disgusting that is? The best part is the first time he – after the first time he was kicked out of office, he was voted back in. He was not appointed. <laughs> Well, Donald Trump might be president, Karen, so <laughs> never discount yeah, that, stupid. That is, that is actually why it is important, if nothing else, it's important to vote. Because if Trump puts people like that in the Supreme Court oh. for the nation, this is the kind of decisions you're going to be, you're going to be getting, I'm quite sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, he is in the, in the style of, um, what's his name? The one that just died in Texas. The one that we're trying to replace. Um, oh, um, yeah, uh, Scalia. Scalia. He is in the style of Scalia. Christianity is the right answer, and to hell with the Constitution, really. According to uh, according to the article, he says that uh, the decision to have him removed or suspended was politically motivated by radical homosexual and transgender groups to remove me as chief justice of the Supreme Court because of outspoken opposition to their immoral agenda. I would say that's – other than the, um, the radical, yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and immoral. <laughs> oh, right. Immoral. Strike the immoral. Uh, <laughs> well, that was supposed I- to be a good thing and <laughs> – well, it goes back to the source of your morality. So if the source of your morality is the Bible, I guess what he thinks – what he's doing, he thinks is right. But I think our morality as a society has progressed beyond that Iron Age book. How I think ab- so. 
How about uh, how about the you? I think Karen, you posted this: the evangelical Christians in Florida. Where are they yeah. getting their morals from? Because they have proposed to make abortion punishable by death. Yeah. And is there any chance that that's going to pass? I hope not. <laughs> no. I mean, I, there can't be, right? No. There, yeah, there's just I, no fucking way. No, but the the question is, I mean, that's our our theme for for this week is uh, where is that morality coming from? <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean because the idea, the idea that you should kill someone because they took a life, I guess. I- yeah. Eye for an eye, dude. Well, I think it's more than that. It's it's the the, the Star Trek conundrum is one life worth more than many lives. You know, is is the lives of the many worth more than the lives of the few. So the the life of the abortionist is is it abortion providers? I think it's abortion providers. So the person that is responsible for the large number of deaths is is worthy because you're saving all of the innocent lives. Mm. Why do they need to kill this guy? Won't God just, you know, sort it out? He has a plan. Yeah. <laughs> this is part of the plan. It's all a big circle. They're acting on his behalf <laughs> yeah. because he's he not up to the challenge. Did, <laughs> they came up with this, and since God is controlling everything, they're like, since I came up with this, it must be God's plan. So let's kill these fuckers. Right. right. Yep. That makes sense. Mm. I'm starting to see the logic. It's very simple. <laughs> you know? I, I, I'm starting to see the appeal to this because it, everything is so easily answered. You know? Yeah. Sure. I got to wrestle with my own morality, make my own decisions, and blame <laughs> only myself. But if I could just say, oh, shit, I did that because so-and-so was controlling me. I can't be to blame. That and is the horror of not knowing that real? Like, it's okay to not know some things. <laughs> yeah, but it scares yeah. the shit out of me. Ah, no, I don't know oh, many things. Oh, man, when I – in those quiet moments where I – I mean, like I said, it's not enough to force me into religion. But when I start thinking, I'm like, oh, man, this is blowing my fucking mind and scaring the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they can't even get to that point, though, that they just hit a fucking wall. And it's like – it's just so much easier just to be like, there's an old man in the sky telling me what to do and controlling everything than to try to break through that wall. Like I've had conversations with people where I brought this up and they're like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. This is, this yeah. is making me feel weird. I don't want to talk about it. Huh. Well, and, and some of them actually say things like, you know, if I didn't if, – if you prove to me that God didn't exist, what would prevent me from going out and raping and killing people? But <laughs> I, I've, And I've had that question posed to me. Right. When I when I told them I was it, they're like, "Why don't you just go out and murder people?" Because and my that's answer is wrong. always because I'm not an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I think, I'm not uh, a psychopath. I think Penn Jillette said it very well when he said, "I already rape and murder all the number of people that I want to." <laughs> 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 that number is zero. Which is zero. <laughs> More than and that the, seems obscene. Yeah. And the fact that you're asking me that question makes me really curious about your morality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If the only morality you get is st- is based upon the fear of what will happen to you in the afterlife, then you're not moral. No, you're not. Sure. Correct. You're just fearful. Yeah. So it's a, yes, it's a- but that's true. The reason I don't walk into Walmart and just grab groceries and walk out is because I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. mean, granted, you know, I mean, I know you should have to pay for them and everything like that, but there's just a little bit more to it. These people are are all immoral. I'll throw that in their faces when they bring it up. <laughs> well, I think they are because they haven't thought through actually what's right and wrong. They're just, you know, using somebody else's book, so using somebody else's narrative instead of deciding for themselves what is right and wrong for them. So, yeah, it's a shortcut. It's a cheat. 
So, yeah. but so I guess there's a lot of facets to it. Then it's one. It's like, look, I can't, I don't can't or want think about what actually is going on in the universe. Two, I'm fearful of what might happen to me, so I'm going to follow these rules. But then, how does that explain the ones who are like, no, now you got to follow the rules that I'm doing as well. I'm not just scared for myself. You have to do it too. Mm. That- um, again, it's it's the uh, if they're doing it and you're not, and you're not being punished, then that will, you know, blow holes in what they're doing, and they can't have that. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, don't... And if, <laughs> if you are not immediately punished for doing the things that I'm not allowed to do, then I need right. to punish you. Yeah, don't shatter my illusion, dude. And yeah. yet they cool. have no issue with Donald Trump, who seems to fly in the face of everything that Jesus teaches. Yeah, <laughs> that one I don't understand. That, and I don't he doesn't seem to be punished in any way. He is living in his gold palace with his... Mm-hmm extremely plain well, and <laughs> yeah melania actually scares me now the way she looks she does not she, I, she's i think she's on her way out i gotta be honest with you looking at her hey, he's he's got baron that's all he needed oh and she's over yeah. 35 now so yeah it's time yeah, for a new, new model gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can see it in her face the tightness in her face you yeah. know she reminded me of in that interview did anybody see the interview yeah yes. i watched it she reminded me when they trotted out lee harvey oswald's wife after sequestering her for two months <laughs> Mm. And having her admit that he was the murderer and that all the evidence proved it. Like, that's exactly what she looked like to me. That kind of shell shot, like, this is what they told me to say. Bailey wow. Bush <laughs> bullied my strong businessman husband who wants to be president. Little tiny Billy Bush. Yeah. <laughs> boy talk. Boy talk. Yeah. Yeah, that not was probably talk. the worst of it. Yeah. Not boy talk. It's not locker room talk. It's power-hungry asshole talk. (laughs) (laughs) So one final question. There was a a story that I have here about a convicted sex offender who is running for for a Catholic school board. Yeah. (laughs) This is in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Oh, this Um, isn't in America. No. Correct. So he is running. They could find no way to stop him from running. He is legally able to to run for the school board, even though he's banned what? from entering some of the schools. And here's here's my question. What is the morality behind this? Where, where, where do you guys fall? Because he did, so in 1981, he pled guilty to two charges of indecent assault and two charges of having sex with females aged 14 to 16. Mm. He was pardoned in 94. Pardoned? Why was he pardoned? Well, his it, he was released early, basically. It, oh, not okay. Pardon is different. So he was just released because he did his he time. He did his time. Okay, he paroled. He did his time. So he, yeah, he he was he did thirteen years. Mm. He's been released, and well, I guess my question is: Should he actually? He uh, I guess it was fifteen <laughs> years. But in any case, should he be allowed to step back into society as he was before? His conviction. He should be allowed to step yes. back into society, yes, but he should not be able to run for a Catholic school board. That's a little different. Nope. Right? I think he should be able to. Well, how old was he at the time of the um, of, of the indecent whatever he was convicted of? If Was he 17 or was he 30? It's a really good was, question. I have no idea. I mean, if he was 17 and the girl was 15, the law has not equal that that's not equal it's not the same as if the the victim was 15 and he was 30 well by the look of his picture now mm. and this happened in 1981 he was probably pretty young he was probably early 20s at the most 
That would be yeah. my guess, but I don't have any actual dates on to his age or his age at the time. But my guess is he was old enough to know better. Okay, so and let's go with mid-20s. I would say around there somewhere. He was. Dis- I what? think he was distinctly an adult. I mean, what does his current, what does the job that he's running for entail? Um, he would be a member of the school board. Which votes on budgetary things, or they don't think that the fact that he is not allowed to go to schools will affect his job in any way? I, so it does specifically bring it up in the article, so I, I would have to think that that would affect him and mm-hmm. in, in that job, but it doesn't affect him as in it doesn't prevent him from running. Right. So, I, okay. I, I guess if it's going to make him an, an ineffective candidate, then that's just, you know, but I do understand. I am, I, I, again, I don't want to speak for Jared because I don't understand exactly what he's saying, but I do understand. Well, I haven't guy should, really explained myself yet, but yeah. I, I hopefully right, we'll get he a chance. Abso- if you're not going to let him, you know, reenter society, and if you're not going, you know, if you don't feel that the punishment he paid was was sufficient, if you're not going to let him re-enter society, you know, then why do it at all? You should have just killed him. You, you, it, yeah, it should be mm-hmm. either death is the penalty, or you know, then or you know something like that. So I don't know that this job will give him. I don't see it's Catholic though. I don't know what. As long as the job doesn't give him access to children. Mm. Well, I, I don't see why not. I mean, so I guess the, one of the fundamental questions is, do we allow for rehabilitation for um, child sex offenders? Doesn't matter. I mean <laughs> – Well, it does. I, honestly, I wouldn't – I mean, I personally wouldn't vote for this guy and I wouldn't feel comfortable with him around there. But if you paid your debt to society and society said you had paid that debt, then he should be able to do that. If there's some caveat that he can't be around children, I don't know why he would pick this stupid job. <laughs> Well, uh, but there's no reason to block him because he's done. He did his time. Right. And I would I I kind of agree with you because he's running for the Catholic school board. He's not it's not it, it's a, it's applying for a job. Nobody's going to vote for him. He's not going to get it. Right. Yeah, he's not going to get the yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't but it doesn't it, to me it doesn't matter what job he would be going for. He could be going for a daycare center. Mm-hmm. It's no. completely fucked up. But it, in the eyes legally, it should be fine. I mean, how long do you have? I mean, it's how long do you have to pay for your debt after you um, paid for your debt? How do you know if somebody's rehabilitated and they don't well, no th- longer present a danger? That's up to whoever let them go. I gotta be, and you gotta. I mean, you have to trust that they hopefully know what they're doing. Well, it's. No. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect. And again, if I and I don't even have kids, and I and I would not feel comfortable. And. But I don't know if I could stop him from doing it. I would have to remove my kid from that situation, I guess. Mm. I think the risk is – I think, again, it, maybe this is the, the one for the many. I think the risk is too great. Not in this particular instance, but you said he could be a daycare worker. Absolutely not. Mm. There, it's a part of – again, I don't know whether or not it was, but part of the sentence, and even after being released, there should be certain lines of work like daycare provider, teacher – Things of that nature that he should absolutely be disqualified from for the rest of his life. Mm. So by that line of thinking, if a person goes to jail for um, having marijuana and they do their how much time when they get out, they can never smoke or have a drink of alcohol or anything after that too, right? No, that's not parallel at all. But thank how you for that adding that. How is that not parallel? How is alcohol parallel to marijuana? It's a drug. No, it is not. It, marijuana is 100% illegal. 
Right. Alcohol is 100% legal, and, and they are two it's totally legal to separate wor- drugs. to work on a, a school board. Well, yes, and he should be able to work on a school board. I, w- I said specifically daycare and teacher. Right, so he, so there are certain things you're saying he can never do after he's paid his debt to society. I agree, yes. So why does that not apply to somebody who goes to jail for, mar- for marijuana? Because marijuana abuse and child sexual abuse are not equivalent crimes. I'm not equi- I'm not equivalenting the crimes. I'm saying You are. You're you pr- you're no, 100% doing that. What I'm saying is when a person goes to jail for a crime and they're done. Yes. For any crime. All crimes are not equal. Yes, I agree. And I'll tell you why. Because the the mid I say he was in his mid the 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 fact that this mid 20s person decided that it was okay to have sex with a 15-year-old excludes you from a full existence in society anymore. It just does. I don't know. I- I'm just saying, like, that's that's not for me to decide. I don't th- I don't know how anybody could decide that. I- and listen, I'm not defending what he did, by the way. I'm no, not I know. saying yeah, – know. <laughs> I'm really trying to say, like, if all things – I mean, I understand that all crimes are not equal. Some are misdemeanors and some are not. But, like, why do certain crimes have these caveats and some don't? Because some crimes have victims. Yes. Yes. Okay, but a murderer can get out of prison. He's still allowed to mingle with human beings, right? But I think it depends on the murder that they do, though. I mean, if you yeah. are a cold But I've never heard of anybody getting out for murder who was like, oh, by the way, since you're out, you can't – you're only allowed to have 10 friends because anything over that, you might actually start killing more people. <laughs> I do think there, <laughs> I think are, trigger, there, but... <laughs> there are limits on uh, convicted criminals for purchasing firearms, for yeah. um, having weapons in their possession. Um that I mean, even beyond their their parole. So I, I'm not sure that the, again. I'm not sure that's equivalent. Right. And there are some killers that w- will never get parole because of the heinousness of their crime. I mean, if if a, a wife if a wife shoots her abusive husband, that's murder. But if a contract killer kills a you know a man for money, that's murder. It's the same crime. One person died. One singular person died. Except that the motivation and the reason for doing it and the 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 stuff around it is is different. And so one is treated differently than the other because of the the reasoning behind what they did. Sure. And they're, they're technically different crimes. One's going to be charged as murder in the third degree. One is going to be charged as murder in the uh, second or first. Right. And that's why we have those distinctions, because yes. the end result is one person died, but the charge and the punishment is different. Yeah, but yeah, but so but it's the different. They're different crimes then. No, one person died. End result, one person died. Right, but there's a difference between murder and manslaughter, and people died in the situation. Yeah, but the, same, the, the end result is the same. A single person died. So why shouldn't <laughs> they be equal? I don't know. I'm just I, – I mean, listen, again, I really need to reiterate. <laughs> I would not vote for this guy, and I would not want him – I would not, not – not only would I not want him around my fictional child, I would not want him around me. Mm-hmm. Um, although, if he was 21 and he had sex with a 15-year-old, it's not – absolutely fucking mind-boggling um it's wrong but it's just like you know it's not like he really if he went like preteen just you know just chop his dick off (laughs) um but i just i have a hard time with like you pay your debt and then you continue to pay for the rest of your life you know and again i don't know the circumstances behind what this guy did right like a guy like jared fogel while Having heard his tapes and everything like that, I'm like, oh, he's just such a creepy fuck. You know, after hearing everything he did, yeah. And would I want Jared Fogel running for a fucking school board position? 
No. I don't know. I, I might be going back a step on all my things I said. I don't <laughs> right. know. Right. I was going to say, so if, if you're going with an example like that, let's say that he wasn't so old and he would get out within his lifetime. And uh, so when he is out, do you think Jerry Sandusky should be able to reopen the second mile and, and help out, uh, you know, Under urban children, children in need? Hmm. <sighs> is he rehabilitated? <laughs> I don't know. Is he rehabilitated? Doesn't, doesn't matter. He's paid his I debt. Guess right. that's, I guess that's my thing is like if, if a person is – if they're like – if an actual psychologist is like he is rehabilitated, he will never do it again and we we confidently agree that, then – and he did 30 years, even though Sandusky would be like 150 when he got out. Well, that's the then, thing, though. The, just, the, just the fact that they the, – all right, so use it, we'll use Sandusky as an example. The fact that he did what he oh, did – Oh, it's the worst example. I can't win in this argument no yeah. matter what. <laughs> Sandusky. Was, uh, yeah, assuming that he did what he – he actually did what he was accused of, which I assume that he did. Is there any possibility for rehabilitation for that individual if he did that? That I, – I couldn't answer the question. I don't know. I would like to think that there would be since it's, it seems to be a prevalent problem. I, and I've brought this up on, in other situations where if, if you, if a person can't be rehabilitated for some reason, then what you're saying to me is that all men will fuck around with a preteen and that there's just this thin line that some men just won't cross, but we all have the feeling of doing it. Well, that's where morality no. comes in. Right. And I don't think, I don't think so. I think no, I, that go ahead. No, I, I don't think morality comes into it at all. No, and I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it is an across the board. I think that again, in this specific instance, and it's very tough with sex crimes mm. because, again, as far as rehabilitation is concerned, um, that emphasis was because I made air quotes, and I know you can't <laughs> see me. Um, no one, no one wants to give up sexual gratification. And if the only way you can achieve sexual gratification is by having sex with underage boys, then there's no hope for rehabilitation. Yes. Because the only re- the only way to would be 100% abstinence for the rest of your life. Because you could – there's no it's, – it's the same way you can't turn straight people or gay people straight. Right. There's no curing gay. There's no curing, you know, that. I mean, it's just – it so is you're something – they're they're wired that way. Uh, yes, I'm saying it is chemical. I am but saying there's got to be some situations where, like for instance, a, a guy who was molested as a child and grows up only knowing that and becomes a, uh, becomes attracted to children. That wasn't wired into him so from suppo- birth. Supposedly, um, if you investigate um, Sandusky's background, his father was Sandusky followed his father's pattern. He his father was a coach. Um, there were allegations that surrounded him. Nothing ever came of it because it was too many years ago and people didn't think like that and people didn't talk like that. But it is highly possible that he was abused as a child in the same way that he abused children. Does that make it any better what he no. did to people? No, absolutely not. So, But it does mean that there's like <sighs> – it gives it a Not reason to say that he shouldn't be punished for it, but you, 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 instead of just throwing the book at him and putting him in jail, which is not going to make him stop doing it, once he does get out, there should be some way to, to crack into his brain and figure out why he did that and hopefully help him. Maybe there, I mean, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. Again, I, I think there could be. I don't think we know it. I think psychology is too young of a science mm. and I think it will take more time and more experimentation before they can find somewhere that could get a concrete you know, quote unquote, cure or rehabilitation for something like that. Absolutely. If it's not hardwired, it absolutely can be triggered by, uh, you know, years and years of abuse at a young age. Yeah. And 
you know, it's what who, you know. who knows how much counseling is required to recover from something like that. Well, I'm not and, sure even that counseling helps. I mean, you, you think about your own personal predilections, not predilections, to think about your own preferences. I mean, for, for things that you look at, I mean, could you actually switch to from, a, you know, um, uh, one pattern of a female to another pattern of a female? And could you actually make that jump? Mm, mm. I don't know. But no, it'd be hard. Because even because yeah. beyond that, I have, you know, wrestled with and it, it came to no no good ends. Like, you know, the uh, once I was old enough to understand that what bisexuality was, mm. logically, I thought that would be the coolest. That would open <laughs> up so many opportunities for me, and it would give me so many avenues for sexual gratification. And then when I checked in with my business and I said, hey, what do you think about dudes? It's like, sorry, nothing. <laughs> Not opposed. Like, you know, if that's go nuts if you want, but uh, I can't help you. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Here's the thing, though. If there is no, like, say there there is no helping these people, or we can't figure out a way to help them, mm. then why would we ever release one of them when we catch one? Because we- the hubris in us tells us that we can help them and we can fix them, and the reality might be that we can't. Well, well I, I don't. Mean, do, do you think I Jared Fogel's getting counseling? I don't know if I agree with that. So my my whole thing is, and in listening to the discussion that's been going yeah. on, um, I hate the idea of as soon as somebody has done something that they are stigmatized and they can never outlive it. Now the problem with it, as far as when we go to sexual gratification, is like we said, there's a victim, and the idea that if yeah. you release that person, there could be future victims, and the the worse idea that if you have future victims those victims could then make more victims themselves because of what they've been through so i hate the idea of stigmatizing a person and saying there's no redemption for them but the idea of then keeping them in jail goes against like they could still contribute to society but let's just keep them away from kids let's you know right there's there's, there needs to be a a medium ground in between living in a prison and living a full and free life in society. Right. That's where I was and I don't, going. I don't know These what are it tough is. tough questions but... for much smarter people than I could figure <laughs> out. <laughs> but I do know that private prisons run by corporations are not the answer. Truth. Soil and green is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a second. How old am I? Right. <laughs> oh, boy. This is a tough one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I think it was I a don't... really good discussion. Yeah, I agree. It was it was very lively. I had a, an amusing anecdote to end with, but that oh. that was uh, now that ate up all my anecdotal time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm curious. Okay, all right. Well, I think that is all that we have for the week, unless somebody has something else. <laughs> I'm okay. Spent. I'm spent. <laughs> yeah, still no. <laughs> if anybody has any comments or questions, or they would like to ask anything um, about we've what we've discussed, feel free to go to profaneargument.com and leave a message on the episode. Uh, it will be posted on the site there eh, shortly in the next couple of days. And I would also like to encourage anyone who would like to listen to other podcasts to check out soon to be named network.com where you can check out other shows that are uh, different than this one, but they're entertaining. <laughs> um, or you can check those out. Uh, there is a list on profaneargument.com. There's a list on the homepage there as well. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. And I'm going to try something new. Uh-oh. Remember, everyone, 
Having an imaginary friend as an adult is odd, but pretending to eat him is just crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Bye, friends. Bye. 